You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hooked up with multiple women, had sex with one during the program, and uh, I'm still talking to multiple women and continuing to go on dates. I actually have a problem now. I have too many women that are calling me. I kind of have a good problem right now where I have more women than I know what to do with. The men you just heard were all former students who leveled up their love lives and developed a whole new set of dating problems. They went from women ghosting them to having so many options that they accidentally double booked a date with two gorgeous women. So how did these men level up? Did they start making more money, get in better shape, or suddenly become a lot more handsome? No, they got to this level because they understand TED. TED stands for Tension, Entertainment, and Dominance. Most men aren't even playing the right game when it comes to dating, and some guys still think you have to memorize some sort of dating script to get a girl to like you. When really, all you need is Ted if you want to attract, date, and seduce multiple women on a regular basis. It's the core philosophy of my coaching program, and it's more than enough for you to create the kind of dating life you've always imagined. If you're tired of being lonely, not having the kind of dating life you desire, or you're tired of settling for women you're not attracted to nor interested in, then go to coachedbytrip.com and schedule a call with one of our highly trained dating experts right now for a free consultation call. On this call, we'll figure out where you're at in your dating life, what kind of dating life you want to create for yourself, and help create a roadmap to get you the results you want. Go to coachedbytrip.com right now to schedule your free consultation call. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. If you're new here, welcome. If you're not new here, welcome back. On today's episode, I want to discuss what it means and what it's like when you're in a conversation with a woman and she starts teasing you or giving you shit or being kind of playfully mean with you. This is really important for when you're talking to girls and when you are approaching them or if you're on dates with them. So I want to go over some stuff there, teach you some things there. We're going to answer some questions here. So do some Q&A from people who have written in. And before we get to all of that, I just want to chat a little bit about someone who listens to the podcast. Let's just say they're a, they're a friend of mine. We'll even say they're they're kind of a client, not officially, but they're a friend. So I help them out from time to time. Once in a while, they'll text message me. My friend is in his 20s. I think he's in his mid-20s. He's a good-looking dude. And I'm not just saying that. Uh, I, I have a pretty good tell on if a man is attractive or not. And I would say he's a pretty attractive dude. He comes in at around 5'9", so he's not super tall, but he's not super short. And he is a, a catch in my eyes, right? Has a great job, super interesting, interesting to talk to, has all kinds of various hobbies. He's into music. He makes music and plays it. Just an interesting guy, super confident too, not socially awkward, really has it all together. 
And he text messages me a couple days ago. And he says, man, I think I'm about to give up. And if you're listening right now, friend, hopefully this helps you out because I don't want you to give up. He says, dating is really hard. I'm not going to read the whole text message exactly, but he's going on and on saying dating is really hard and I don't know what to do. I'm swiping. I'll be honest. I'm not going out and really talking to many women right now. I I travel 50% of the time, but I'm getting women flaking on me setting up first dates and then they can't make it anymore. It's just like, man, I'm I'm about to give up. And so my friend, and for all of you out there, yeah, this is the reality. It's, It's so interesting because I don't think this was really the reality. Maybe 10 years ago, even seven years ago, I think it's gotten worse. And that seems to be one of the biggest issues. It's, it's gotten worse here. Okay. And so why am I saying that? Well, because now the reality is because of online dating and women having so many options, they're becoming flakier. And now it's making it harder to meet up because now everyone's doing online dating. So it appears as if there's a lot of options. And in reality, while it seems like there's a lot of options, there's not. So because of that, it's causing women to flake. It's causing dating to be harder. And I I never thought it was going to get to this point. I literally thought, I remember in 2012, I started or 2011, actually, I started TripAdvice. In 2012 is when Tinder came out. And I always thought, oh, well, TripAdvice is going to help men approach and talk to women. I never thought it'd be something that would help with online dating. And then Tinder comes out, and I literally thought, wow, here's my luck. I wanted to start this great business that helps guys, coaches them through the process of meeting women in person. They don't need to learn that anymore they can just go online and swipe and i think there was a little bit of time when tinder was kind of new and then bumble came out so not everyone was really on these apps at this point we're talking like 2012 to 2015 so it was actually easy to get dates online because there wasn't as much volume and i did not ever think it was going to happen to this point where nope dating is actually even harder it's even worse And no, I'm not happy about that. You know, even the business person inside of me is like, ah, nice, more problems. I can help more people. It's like, no, I, that's not the point. I don't want this to be harder for people. But the reality is, is that it is. So I say to my friend here and I say to all of you, it sucks. It's bottom line. It sucks. I get it. I empathize. I'm with you here. It sucks annoying why do we have to work so freaking hard why do we have to do all this is it even worth it some guys ask is it it even worth it well i I think it is i think deep down inside you know it is too of course it's worth it what are you going to do be alone do you want to be one of my uh one of the people who comes to me who wants to do coaching who says yeah i bought a lot of prostitutes trust me that's not the route to go either So we have to kind of sit into this reality of, okay, 
This is not going to be a cakewalk. So we have to put in the right moves. So to my friend, you said something pretty clear in that text message. 50% of the time, 50% of the time you're traveling. So you're not allowing enough time to approach women and talk to women and do social events. And you don't have enough time to do dates if you're doing all that traveling. So I'm not going to tell you exactly what to do because it's your life. You have to figure out what's your priority. And I say that to all of you listening. What is your priority? If it is dating, then you might need to move things around to make a dating life. You might have to, who knows? I don't know. I, I, I can't even think of anything because there's almost too much. I don't know. It could, it could be moving. It could be getting a new job. It, it could be some things that are kind of drastic, but if it's a priority to you and you know you need to put in the time and you know it's worth it, then it might be worth it to make time for it. Now, I know no one wants to be putting in a lot of time and getting no results, so you do have to do it smart. You can't just put up an online dating profile and expect all these dates. You got to do that correctly. You can't just expect it to be easy to go up and talk to women in person and get a bunch of numbers. You have to do that correctly, too. That's what the podcast is for. That's what coaching is for. So you have to do it right, but it does take time. However, the good news is it's not like you have to spend eight hours a day doing this. But you do have to commit some time to it. I think mostly, most guys, I think they commit under an hour a week. I I bet you the average guy commits an hour, hour, maybe two hours a week, like the average guy. So you're going to have some people who are like, no, dude, I, I do like hours and hours every week okay but then i bet you there's a lot of people who do like two minutes and they just sit there and kind of complain so you gotta at least put a few hours into it a week which could be working on your photos it could be setting up an online dating profile to be swiping an hour a day could be making time to go out and and meet people and go to social events or do just approaches on the street or at a bar wherever so i bet you that people are putting in less effort than they think meaning it's not going to be a 40 hour per week this is not a part-time job you can make it a part-time job even even at my peak when and i i think i put more into this than you're definitely more than your average person when i was learning this i was going out let's see i was going out uh every night for like three weeks. Definitely every week I was going out. Talking to women. And then I had about two to three different stints. Where I would go out every night for three weeks. So literally Sunday to Sunday. And uh, I was 23 years old. And broke. So I made it work. I wasn't drinking. I was going out. Talking to women. Learning it. Going out during the day. Talking to women. Learning it. Now, you don't need to do that much. That's that's a little intense. I think that's like getting you to dating coaching level, which is makes sense because that's what I am now. But you need to be putting in some time. So those are some thoughts on that. And friend, we'll keep talking. And you got to just think about what's a priority. But you can't be putting in a half-ass effort and say, oh, I give up. It's like that. 
doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. But let me tell you, the benefits are pretty awesome, guys. It's awesome to have a, an amazing girlfriend. It's awesome to have a roster of women that you're talking to, going on dates with, sleeping with. Like it's all, it's all fun stuff. So you tell me. Rather you not be playing with your ding dong and watching the screens. I know that most of you guys do that. And while it is normal, it shouldn't be something that you rely on on a consistent basis. And boy, is it addicting. So be careful. Let's try to meet women in person. Okay. All right. So let's talk now about the topic. We're going to talk now about the situations that you find yourself in when you're talking to a woman and she might be teasing you. So if you're going out and you are talking to women, maybe you're doing approaches, maybe you're on dates, whatever it is, and you're noticing that they're maybe teasing you or giving you shit. Let me tell you, this is something that when this happened, so when this happened to me back in the day, I thought, I mean, I I thought maybe it was something kind of neutral, but sometimes I was like, oh, this person does not like me, right? So if I'm talking to a girl, she's teasing me, giving me shit on something, kind of like, ah, like it made me like feel down almost. Like I didn't feel good about it. Or I just, like I said, it was maybe it was kind of neutral. I just didn't think much of it. And then cut to learning exactly how attraction works and how women communicate to men. If I ever see that, I'm excited. So that means that if a woman is ever teasing you, giving you shit, calling you names, being playfully mean with you on literally any level, I'm like, all right, IOI. Indicator of interest. And if she's doing it two times, three times or more, indicator of interest. This is like the same thing when you're on the playground with a woman, with a woman, with a girl when you were a kid and she teased you. Yeah. This, this was her flirting with you. And in adult life, this is her flirting with you. One of the worst things that you can see from a woman in terms of gauging interest is, is apathy or disinterest, obviously. But what does disinterest look like? It means not giving you any attention. So attention is a good thing. And then attention that's emotion spiking is even better. So if you're in a conversation with a girl and you're chatting with her and she's just like not giving much to the conversation, it probably means she's not interested. She doesn't want to be talking to you or maybe she's bored or all the above. But the second she starts giving you interest, okay, now we got something. She's chatting with you. She's answering your questions. She's asking you questions. That's kind of like the next level. And then the level above that is her fucking with you, messing with you, giving you shit. Now, I'm not a big guy to sit here and and really hone in on indicators of interest. I used to love that. I'm sure a lot of guys love that stuff. I know that it's nice. It feels good. It's a little, it's a little dopamine hit when they're 
when you see like an indicator of interest, but they just don't matter. And the reason why they don't matter is because there can be women out there who do like you and show no indicators of interest. So that's why I want maximum results for you. And that's why I always want you to be asking a girl out, getting her number, even if there's no indicators of interest. Because some women are really shy. You might be talking to a woman and she's like giving you the bare minimum. But like bare minimum, not meaning like she's, you know, not like her whole body's turned against you and giving you one word answers. That's like she's not interested. But like bare minimum is like, yeah, she's in conversation with you, chatting a little bit. But still, you're getting this vibe like, I don't know if she likes me or not. Like, I don't know. But she could be shy. I've had hundreds of those conversations with women who know IOIs. And then you ask them out and they say yes. So that's why you can't be too caught up in that. But again, why am I talking about this? Well, Trip, why are you talking about this today? Why is this so important if we don't care about indicators of interest? I guess I want you to make sure that when you see something like this, it doesn't turn you away. Some guys might see indicators of disinterest and go, okay, I'm going to turn away. But this is a false indicator of disinterest. Okay, a lot of jargon here, but try to follow. It's a false indicator of disinterest. (laughs) Or... Or saying it's an indicator of interest. I just want you to interpret it correctly. Because if you think it's an indicator of disinterest, you might give up. And we can't have that happening. So I like to even look for it a little bit. Again, not that it's that important that I'm going to do much of it, but I'm just paying attention to it. The second that she gives me a little crap, teases me, calls me a name, makes fun of what I do for work, even if it's not even playful, like even if she's doing that and it seems kind of serious, you know what? You got her attention. She's digging in enough. Now, listen, I will admit there will be exceptions to this. I think they're very, very rare, though. The exception would be someone who's literally being a bitch. Okay, so if she's like being super mean to you, like telling you to get the hell out of here and you're a loser. It's like, by the way, I think you'll be able to tell. I think you know the difference between, okay, I think this is getting kind of aggressive and this seems like she's actually like, you know, kind of being pretty mean here. I think you can see it by, I mean, the things that she says, it's going to be a little bit more intense. Like you can tell she's blatantly being mean. I'll tell you what, you want to test it out and you want to know and you're like, well, I just can't tell the difference if like this is blatant or this is a tease or what it is. If you just can't tell, stay in, keep talking to her, keep chatting with her. And if she's like walks away, well, then we know, right? Or if she literally tells you, go away, I'm talking to my friends, stop talking to me. Okay. She's not interested. Or if she's turning her head and she's not facing you giving you these one word answers like giving you the you know the bare bare minimum then you know she's not interested but anything over that stay in there stay in there because she could just be a sarcastic woman now i'm gonna give you my opinion on this i know i'm saying all this what i'm about to say here is gonna maybe go against some of this but 
don't know if she's like overly sarcastic though like if she's giving you too much crap in my opinion that that feels like a very masculine quality it's kind of aggressive so i feel that if she's doing it a lot in conversation she's probably interested but I don't know, just my personal preference, I would not be attracted to that. I remember I was abroad, this is a few years ago, I was abroad, I was in Czech, and I was doing some online dating, met a girl there, and she was just very sarcastic. And she was being sarcastic, I think like half of her comments were sarcastic, kind of teasing, and I knew that she was interested. You could tell. But she was being so sarcastic, I feel like I couldn't connect with her. And I just wasn't really having an enjoyable time. It was, it came off aggressive. It came off kind of masculine. It just wasn't good. So anyways, this is not advice. This is, this is up to you. Some people really like that. Some people like a woman who they can really just kind of go back and forth with and give shit and have fun and all that. It's not my preference. Feels a little less feminine. But just know, if that's happening a lot, She's doing that. She's interested, my friends. At least I'd say it's a pretty big sign. Here's one of the other exceptions. This is not the same thing if you're already in the friend zone. So there are times when you're going to be in the friend zone, meaning there's going to be a girl who's someone you hang out with a lot, kind of part of your friend group, and maybe you like her, but nothing's really happened, or maybe she's you tried and she's put you in the friend zone. If she's being that way towards you, kind of giving you crap, if she's being sarcastic, teasing you a little bit, I would say it's not a sign. In fact, it's more neutral. She's probably just doing that because she sees you as a buddy or a little brother. Now, that is not the case if you just meet her or you're on a few dates with her, or you just approached her. But it is the case if it's someone you've known for a little bit. So don't be fooled. Just because you see that, and you're like, oh, Trip said that. But like it's a girl you know, it's not the same thing. Most likely. And if you're still confused, well, you know what to do. At least you should know what to do. If you're in the friend zone, you need to be asking her out, my friend. You have to be asking her out. Because right now, if you're in the friend zone, she ain't going to do it. The only way out of the friend zone is by making a move, asking her on a date. And if you're too scared to do that because you don't want to get rejected, nothing's going to happen. Because she won't do it. She's either waiting for you to do it or she sees you as a friend. So just wanted to be clear on that. So you make sure that it's, it's not, okay, she teased me, this is a sign. It's only in these very specific circumstances, which I've outlined for you here today, okay? Hope that helps. Now let's dive right into some questions. People have been emailing their questions in. You can email me as well. My email is trip at tripadvice.com. Put in the subject line podcast question and I'll answer your questions here on the podcast. Here's Richard. Hi, Trip. My name is Richard. 
I'm a 36-year-old photographer. I've been following you for a while now. I'm very impressed by the info that you're providing to men about dating and meeting the woman of their dreams. Right now, there is so much confusion about dating and how to approach it in the year 2022. I know that this has impacted my own life on countless occasions. For instance, a few weeks ago, I met up with a girl that I met on Bumble, and it was easily one of the worst dates that I've been on in a very long time. I quickly realized that we had very little in common and our personalities weren't going to match. I tried to be polite, but we spent much of the date sitting in silence. Oh my God. That's like something you do when you've been married for 20 years. Anyways, he says, I was relieved when the date was over so I could go home. To be completely honest, I'm over this. When online dating emerged a decade ago, I was excited because it was an opportunity to quickly connect with women. However, it quickly became a chore that has seldomly led me to meet quality girls. I'm now at a point where I have given up. I would love to get your perspective on how I can approach things differently. Let me know if there was a chance to connect with you. I look forward to hearing from you soon. Thanks, Richard. Wow, guys, come on again. Again, how I, I do not read these questions in advance. Can't make this shit up. This is crazy. Uh, you're like, what the fuck's Trip talking about? For some reason, oh, it happens to be always the first question too. Whenever I have something I bring up, there's always a question that's like directly related. So cool. Okay. So Richard, I kind of answered the question, but we can go a little deeper. So hopefully you, you heard some of that earlier part where I was talking about my friend who's been texting me saying something very similar to this. So yeah, it's funny too, because you even said here, you were excited at the opportunity to quickly connect with women when online dating first came out. You're 36, I'm 37, so I remember all this stuff. Okay, so you've given up, just like my friend has. How do you approach things differently? Well, here's the mindset. It feels like you're looking for a girlfriend or someone serious. And I think... You are going on these dates and you're expecting for your mind to be blown. But in reality, you're not going to connect with most women. There's so many different kind of options here, right? So, so here are the outcomes. You go on a date. Hopefully you like her. She likes you. You guys get along. Great. You go on more dates. Or another outcome is you go on a date, you're like, yeah, I dig this girl, she doesn't like you. Or you go on a date and she likes you and you don't like her. I find that most guys who are pretty active in dating and know what they want, seems like Richard, that, that feels like you, are going to have some particular things that you're looking for. And that's great. But most of these women, they're not going to have those things. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. I think you might be giving up too quickly like my friend. It's like, yeah, you realize that you had very little in common? Of course. What are the odds that most of your dates are going to have a lot of things in common? It's definitely not going to work that way. Okay? So, you need to be really clear on what it is you're looking for, and then you need to work backwards. And you need to have a filter system and a system in general. So, Here's one option for you. Mainly, this is what I tell most guys, but I'm going to get a little more specific for your circumstance. If I were you, I'd hone in on the three non-negotiables, 
We actually help you figure that out in coaching because it's kind of hard to do it on your own, but you can do it. You figure out three non-negotiables. What are the three things that are most important for you to find in a woman? Know that those three non-negotiables can be changed. So it is dynamic. I'd be careful though. If you change it too much, it's going to ruin your system, but it can change. Sometimes you figure out there's another non, you know, a couple of years go by, you're, you, you change, your personality changes maybe a little bit, things, values change, whatever. Point is, have three, stick with them, and then go on as many dates as you can. Now, I know that seems very taxing. Uh, it could be taxing financially. It could be taxing emotionally. But you need to at least filter enough through online dating. So don't just give a girl a shot. Like, you know... Try to, if you're going on too many dates, filter harder before you're on that date. Be really clear about, I mean, sometimes you don't get the information on the dating app or profile, but if you're uncertain and you have enough opportunities to go on a lot of dates, this is what I call a good problem, don't go on the date or filter through doing a FaceTime. Underrated technique, guys, FaceTime dates as a first date. Highly recommend this for busy individuals or individuals who are just getting on a lot of dates that are crappy. Do a 15-minute. You could do like four of these in an hour. You could probably do five of these in an hour if you really wanted to. Set up a bunch of FaceTime dates. If you connect with them, set up an in-person date. If you don't connect with them, don't do anything. So that's it. So then you filter for the women who will be on a date with you. So I think that you need to filter harder in the beginning. But like I said to my friend, and I'm going to say to you, Richard, and I'm going to say to everyone else listening, numbers game, volume game. Because we're filtering for two things and two things always. Women who hold your three non-negotiables, the qualities that you're looking for in a woman, you got to come up with those. Or we help you in coaching figure that out. And then you filter for a woman that has a high level of interest, right? So she has to be interested in you. She has to be eager to want to see you again. We don't want to chase any women. We want to filter out the women that we have to chase. Because we ain't chasing over here trip advice. We're going to attract. So any women who are not serious, who don't want to meet up with you, who are too busy, who are flaking, they're out. They're out. And let me just say, I was talking to a client recently. It was, oh no, not my, my client. It was someone who signed up for coaching who's going to be working with Eric over here. Anyway, I remember I was talking to him and we were chatting about how many women are available. So I'm in Nashville right now. And I know all the people in small towns are clenching their fists at me, but just hear me out for a second. I'm in Nashville. It's like a medium tier city. It's in that kind of larger, it's not rural. So I'm in Nashville and like I go out and I just see all these women. And it's like all of these opportunities. These are all opportunities. And I was talking to this guy who, who recently signed up for coaching. We we're chatting and I'm like, I don't think humans can really understand, conceptualize high numbers. Like, yeah, we kind of have an idea, like the number million. Okay, what's a million? Well, it's a thousand times a thousand right? It's 10,000 times a hundred. But when we break it down 
It's like hard to understand. Like a million is a lot. And five million is a lot. A hundred thousand is a lot. Ten thousand is a lot. A thousand is a lot. Just like as a number, you know, obviously we're talking about women here, maybe not like finances or whatever it may be. We're talking more about, about a, a set of humans. Until so you go out and it's like, man, there's all these girls, all these opportunities. And then you count and it's like, oh, that's only like 30, but it seems like a lot. And you go to these places and there's so many women about and walking around and going out. And there's all these opportunities online and in person. And for the guys clenching their fists who live in these smaller cities, I don't think you're really going to the right places. And if you really are and you've tried your best, then you go to a nearest city that's hopefully an hour away to meet more women. And there's more opportunities than you can really handle. There's so much out there. And the reason why I'm saying this is because you can go through a lot and do a lot of volume to find a woman who's going to have a high level of interest and pass your three non-negotiables, but you might have to go on a lot of dates. My brother right now, he's going through this and he's got really good stats for himself. He's like six one and he is older. He's, he's like 40, be 41 soon. He's a doctor. I would say he's a pretty good looking guy you know, in shape enough. And he's got a lot of options, but he's going through the same thing. He's trying to filter through and find a great person. And it's just takes a lot. It's a lot of work. I'm not trying to push you out (laughs) or have you give up. I'm just trying to have you understand the reality of it. And this is something that you can do with the appropriate amount of time You'd be surprised how fast, by the way, we are able to get used to something. You know, it's like going out multiple nights per week. When I first started, that was hard. That was so out of my comfort zone. That was so out of my routine. And then it became routine. I was like, oh, this is not a big deal. Not that you have to go out to bars two times a week. I'm just saying this example is proving that, yeah, at first it's like, oh, I got to put all this work into it, even though it's like a couple hours. And then you realize, oh, this is not so bad once you get used to it. Or if I tell you to swipe for an hour every day, it's like, whoa, that's a lot. And maybe the first couple of days, it's like, damn, that was a lot of swiping. That was a lot of messaging. But then after a week, all of a sudden you get used to it. So Richard, long-winded answer here. Where are there opportunities that you can be putting more effort in? Where can you be going out more? Are you talking to women in person? Or are you just meeting women online? Give yourself more opportunities, get more volume, have it be part of your lifestyle, filter for the two most important things, and I hope that helps. Shaz. Hey, Trip. My name is Shaz. First time question asker, long time listener. Love your work and content. It transcends the dating world. I've been seeing a girl for the past year. Here's the equation I'm 33, she's 22. We work together on different teams. I want us to be exclusive in a relationship. She can't get past the age gap, but she can't let go either. Neither can I. This situation is causing me way too much anxiety and stopping me from pursuing other opportunities. I may be in love. Do you have any views on age gap relationships and whether they tend to work? Should I be moving on from this given she can't commit? I don't think you've done an episode on age gap relationships, so would love your view on this, Shaz. No, I have not. 
but I've talked about this many times and I'm very happy to talk about it again, Shaz. So I think I actually recently talked about this. I think I literally talked about this two episodes ago. Happy to dive in. So when it comes to the age gap, yeah, I actually did. I think this is from another question. When it comes to the age gap, well, there's a few things here. One, okay, the most important thing here to start is you're cool with it. Because I always tell guys, be careful of the age gap because you may not connect with the woman. You may have a problem with it. But you don't seem to have a problem with it. I think you have a problem with the fact that she's not committing. So this isn't like an age gap problem. Because you can't fix that. But either way, this is not an age gap problem because it's not a problem with you. This is a level of interest problem. I mean, the fact that you've been seeing for her for a year and she's still... I don't know. I, I think that I call bullshit, to be honest. I think that part of it might be the age gap. Like, it doesn't help for her, but there's something else going on. Maybe she's 22 and she's living in this modern woman feminist society where... They tell women to not settle down for a while and and she's realizing her sexual market value and she could be out there having more fun. And so she's kind of torn. But maybe there's something else going on. Maybe you're doing something that's not as attractive. Maybe you're being kind of needy because you want to be exclusive, but she won't be, even though I don't think it's that needy if you guys have been together for a year. So maybe I take that part back. But but. If it's causing you too much anxiety and she is after a year not that committed to you, bro, move on. I know that's easier said than done. I know that you said here you may be in love and so detaching yourself from someone is going to be very tough. But guys, I said just a second ago, you're filtering for high level of interest. So... Think about why that's so important. Who wants to be with someone who's questioning whether they want to be with them? I would say 0% of people want to be with someone who's questioning them. Why? Because we all want to be with someone who really wants to be with us. That's like the key. That's the goal. That's the ideal, right? Right. So she's questioning it and it's been a year so you want to give her something to think about? I would leave. And I bet you one of two things happens. She either one comes crawling back. She realizes that you're a confident, non-needy guy and she realizes what she's missing. And I'd be hesitant to take her back, to be honest. Or you end up breaking up and she doesn't do that and it was meant to be. And you end up finding someone who's high level of interest where you're no longer feeling anxiety, you're excited about the relationship, so is she. So that's what it's all about. This is not an age gap problem. On her end, I guess it's an age gap problem, but you can't fix that. And the fact that she's just all over the place, like most 22-year-olds are, trying to figure themselves out, just new in the adult world, you know, it just sounds like a mess, bottom line. So 
I guess this doesn't really answer your question about age gap relationships because that's a whole other topic I guess we can go into. I've kind of mentioned it recently. Again, it's really just up to you on whether or not you can connect with someone who's going to be that much younger. And yes, you will have a situation like this sometimes when you're in your 30s dating someone who's in their 20s. It could be harder because they're in a different time in their life and they might be, uh, depending on what city you're in, I think it's a little bit different depending on cities because there's different values across the nation, across the world as well. But you might end up with someone who isn't valuing trying to get into a relationship because they're in their you know early 20s. So you got to really think about that. Be clear about who you're dating. Understand what's going on. I think that on your end, you should have been filtering more earlier to see what she wants. And if you got some of those signs that she wasn't interested in the beginning or kept on bringing up this age gap thing early on in this dating situation I would have bounced so think about that Chaz alright let's do one more question here from Chris from Vegas hello Trip. great podcast I'm 40 years old after 12 years of being married I'm dating again but forgot how to date I went out with three girls in the last two months, but they all seem to react the same. At first, they call you and seem interested, but a week after the date, I feel that it is cooling down. I don't chase girls. I just call them three days after first date to see what's up. I want them to call me or text me first. Is this okay? Sometimes girls don't text back or say that they're busy and I don't want to chase them, but I would like to persuade them in a nice way. I'm confused. How do I get a second date but not chase? Any ideas? Thanks, Chris from Vegas. Love this question, Chris. Okay, let's first define the difference between chase and pursue. Very important because I know they sound similar because there's like similar actions, right? Like pursuing is the act of going after a girl, but that sounds like chasing, doesn't it? So what's the difference? So what we do is we pursue, we don't chase. And so the difference is pursuing is leading the interaction It's asking for the date. It's moving things forward. It's picking the time and the date, the place. It is moving things forward and escalating physically. You're the one who's in control of the relationship. When I say relationship, I don't mean even if it's monogamous, just the beginning. The moment you meet is is the start of, of a relationship of some sort, and you are moving that relationship, okay? So, by the way, that's D in my TED formula, dominance, leading, okay? And when we are leading, we are not chasing. But if we're not leading and we're not pursuing, then they can fall off. So you said, I just called them three days after the first date to see what's up, but I want them to call me or text me first. So I would say this. Well, for you, it's clearly not working. And that makes sense to me because women want to be pursued. So I would not be texting or calling them three days after. I would be texting them the next day. I know that sounds, oh man, that sounds a little needy. Like really the next day after the day, you're going to text them? Well, you're not going to text them to chit chat and show that you're, that you're just a guy who's not busy and just a guy who can just text all day. No, you're going to text them to get them to meet up with you. You're going to set another date. 
and I wouldn't wait any longer than like one to two days max. Two days is even a little long. So no, that's not okay. They want to be pursued, and if they're not being pursued, they're going, why isn't he asking me out? Why isn't he texting me? What's going on? I thought he liked me. So they're waiting for you. Now, I'm sure some of these women maybe just weren't interested in you, but you need to ask them out the very next day, and you need to not let it cool down. So you said here, quote, I feel that it's cooling down, so don't let it cool down. Get things going. Always have a date on the books. The date also doesn't have to be the very next day. Like you have date one and then the next day you go, hey, want to go on a date tonight? No, set it for like a couple days after, four or five days after, if you have to, six, seven days after. So that's what I would do. They might be losing interest in you or it is possible they were never interested in you from the very beginning. So you said here, quote, sometimes girls don't text back or they say they're busy so if they're busy, they're not interested, interested, they're not texting back, they're not interested. So I would be changing a little bit of the way that you're pursuing them. But also, I think that you maybe there's something going on here, Chris, that you're doing on the dates, maybe that's turning them off. That's another possibility. So I want you to be thinking about that as a possibility too, to fix that. You can always, you know, get where the coach here at TripAdvice, we can help you with that, figure out what's going on. We do have solutions for that. Or at the very worst, you know, keep on taking the advice here and and seeing if you can come up with what's going on. Hope that helps. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Shaz. Thanks, Richard, for writing in. You can write in too. Email me, trip at tripadvice.com. Put in the subject line podcast question. We will answer your question. This was great. Thanks again, everyone, for being here, for listening, for taking this journey. As we know, we are helping you with dating. We're even helping you with personal development, helping you be the best, most attractive men possible. So if you need help, reach out for help. You know where to go. 